Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Telltellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, was Easter Bunny good to you? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did a little bit of fishing and hanging with family, so I have no complaints. Yeah, there you go. And you know, it's interesting, we were talking before we started recording, and you got kind of normal temperatures, but you're probably a little bit on the dry side right now. Yeah, we haven't had any sort of like big spring rains. We've gotten, well, I guess we've gotten a couple, but nothing that's just, you know, absolutely flooded the rivers and everything around here. So, um, you know, there's there's upsides and downsides with that. Um, I guess the, the upside of not getting any of those huge floods is if things progress as they are, then we typically get a really good spawn mouth spawn, which we could definitely use on the James. Um, and so the downside, of course, is uh, all of our brook trout streams uh, and just trout streams in general get a little bit more uh, technical as everything gets lower. So that's never fun. So, But, you know, everything is a give or take, especially when it comes to nature and fishing. So. Yeah, and it, uh, when the water, when it gets warmer, the water gets lower, our legless friends like to show up in abundance. Yeah. That's true, too. I haven't seen any this year yet, though, so. <laughs> oh, you just jinxed yourself. Um, <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so what should folks expect to see? You know, I guess we're, you know, trout fishing is in full swing. We're probably getting kind of to the tail of pre-spawn smallmouth. Uh, what are folks seeing on the water? Uh, everybody that I've talked to has actually had pretty good success out. I mean, the trout streams, we've had a whole host of stuff hatching, so. This past weekend, I uh, fished a stream, and we had, there was yellow sallies, there was big stoneflies, like almost a size six, that we saw the the husks everywhere um, from where they had, you know, cracked out of their exoskeleton and emerged as a, an adult. And then we saw a ton of midges, we saw sulfur, well, a couple of sulfurs, um, some, like, quill gordons. Uh, so, I mean, it, this past week was, it was kind of booming. I mean, the heat seems to have everything waking up and um you know it's that time of the year so if you are wanting to get out i would certainly make it a priority here in the next couple weeks because to your point you know if we don't have a ton of rain then everything is going to heat up and the it's basically going to shut down so um certainly if you haven't been out you definitely need to this has been a really good time of the year for for trout or just trout fishing in general um, and then on the smallmouth front, uh, for a lot of guys having success on those two, it's still mainly been streamers, um, dredged either really slow or, uh, really deep and just kind of ticked off the bottom. So, so definitely a little different as those fish wake up sort of, um, like they've got the feed bag on, but they still don't have quite that amount of, uh, metabolism and energy just to burn like they do in late summer. So uh, definitely you should consider if you're, you're fishing, fishing like the James or any bigger river, um, you might need a sinking line or a sinking leader or something like that, because just the fly itself may not be enough to get your actual fly into the zone. Um, so I definitely consider that. Uh, but, you know, crayfish patterns, baitfish, um, both of those have been fishing pretty well. Um, in fact, you know, I know a guy who fished this past weekend and, uh, he fished a small, like, minnow baitfish pattern and picked up a decent amount of smaller size fish, which um, is interesting because 
you know, typically your big boys are the ones who eat this time of year and the smaller ones aren't quite as active. Um, so that's another sort of telling sign when the smaller fish start consistently feeding that, uh, you know, the seasons are changing. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, it's been interesting, right? Cause I mean, it's, I would say it's kind of cooled off and the evening lows have been ticking up, but I mean, it's probably hasn't been hot enough long enough to really kind of get things moving. Right. Yeah, for sure. So you're not going to go out there and just absolutely blow your mind, but you could go out and catch one of those James River Giants. So um, I've heard of quite a few people that have already caught fish over that 20 inch mark. So um, certainly possible, um, but it, it, it'll take work. So, yeah, well, if you don't play, you can't win. And I've got a question for you from Kate uh, to match the hatch question. And she uh, has been having issues with her fly selections getting snubbed and she, wanted to know if the, if the thing she should do is go smaller than the natural she's seen on the water. Yeah. I mean, if your fly is getting snubbed, so uh, a couple ways you would know that, like if you are fishing a dry fly and let's say you're on one of our local brook trout streams, um, those fish aren't typically super picky. Um, so if, if I'm fishing a pattern, like let's say I've got a size, 12 bionic anon which is one of my favorite patterns if i get snubbed like really consistently they come up and like you can oftentimes you'll even see them not open their mouth to eat it it's like they just were whacking the fly um so if you were seeing that happen then yeah i would probably downsize my fly pattern um but if it's only happening once in a blue moon it could be the presentation and that you're not getting a true dead drift. So last minute that fish just decides to reject it. So that would be the first thing that I would tell you to look at. It's not necessarily let's make a fly change. It would more so be on that drift I just made. Was it completely dead drifted just floating down the river? Um, or was there a bunch of movement that maybe that's what caused that fish to turn off last minute? Because, you know, he came up and whacked it. So obviously he's interested. He sees it. Um, so you've got that part down. It's just, you know, what, what is it going to take to seal the deal? Um, so certainly one technique is going to be to downsize your fly pattern. Um, and so on, again, talking about book trap streams here, um, on those streams, you know, you've got a whole bunch of insects that are hatching. Um, and so it could be that the fly that you're throwing, maybe that fish last second just decided it was too big for him to get down his gullet. Um, so downsizing to like a size 14 or downsizing to even say a size 16, if you feel necessary, um, it's definitely something worth considering. And I have in my own fly box, you know, flies that vary in size. Um, but for the most part, I focus on presentation and ensuring that my fly is, you know, dead drift, just like a natural bug. Um, unless I'm trying to imitate a caddis or something, but let's say that's, very marginal amount of time that that's happening it's you know something's jumping on the surface um so yeah i mean looking at everything back i've heard people say time and time again that the thing you should do is just downsize so if you are fishing a size 12 uh march brown then just dump it down to a size 14 march brown um so you can you can go that route um so as a fly tire like i used to and then i said past tense used to um, I would tie one fly pattern and tie it in a size 10 and 12 and 14 and 16. 
And then in my box, I'd have all this, you know, beautiful Instagram, perfect uh, fly box. But I've kind of shifted my own mentality in that I have different fly patterns that are just different sizes. And so how I kind of operate, and this is mainly just to keep things simple, is I'll start off with a big, biggest fly I can get away with that day. So, you know, I'll show up and maybe I'm throwing a size 10 or a size 12 stimulator, something huge. and if I keep getting snubbed in my presentation spot on, then I will switch to a smaller fly. That's basically just a different pattern um, because sometimes, you know, that's all it takes. And then all of a sudden you start getting those, um, you know, fish come up and they actually eat the thing. Um, so there's a couple different options for you. Um, I, I don't have a golden rule of, you know, when this happens, you do this. Um, for the most part, I just kind of play around with, uh, fly selection, you know, so, um, kind of my list, if, if I had a list of, you know, how it tapers down, it would be, I'd start with a size, uh, 10 bionic ant. I start with a pretty big one. Um, and then if I get that snubbed, I might go down to like a size 12 yellow Sally, um, or maybe a size 12, if I want it to be a darker color, uh, like an olive stimulator or a dark brown stimulator. Uh, if that gets snubbed in my size 12, and maybe I'll go down to like a size 14 parachute atoms. So something that's going to sit a little bit lower in the water column. And then uh, like a size 16, just normal elk hair caddis or size 14, normal elk hair caddis. Um, and I personally don't go any smaller than a 16 on book shot streams. And it's very rare that I would even get to a 16 because um, for the most part in our area of central Virginia, you really don't have to have, that small of a fly for a brook trout to come and eat it. Um, and so that would be my advice to you. Yeah. And I guess the only other thing I would add is in terms of presentation, you know, one thing you can do is you can tie your fly on and not use like a clinch knot, but use some type of loop knot. So you get a little bit more play in the fly. Um, so if you mm-hmm. think, yeah. So, cause I mean, I, you know, on a brook trout stream, I wouldn't really say to lighten up your tippet cause I've never found it to be terribly, tippet shine going really light on tippet crates all kinds of other problems too absolutely and one way you can test this theory is uh if you keep getting snubbed and you're fishing a dry dropper this time of the year what you can do is just cut off your dropper and tie on a smaller dry fly so you'd be fishing two dry flies um and so what that would tell you then is is it truly the size of the fly or is it just the presentation um, and so I know Andrew, he does that a good bit. Um, Andrew works here in the shop. So I'm sure many of my listeners have met him. Um, and so that's totally another option that you can do, uh, to see, you know, kind of test out the theory. Is it just the size of the fly or is it maybe the style of how it looks? Um, or is it just random that the fish bumps it rather than eats it? Yeah. Well, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. If we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag and we are in a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And Ethan, before I let you go, you want to let folks know where you are, shop hours. And if you've got any kind of special events going on, I know you've kind of tapering down on the school stuff, but maybe there are a couple things left. Yeah. So you can find us in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. So we're right up by the James River. It's about, uh, I don't know, 200 yards from us. Um, so we have a storefront. We also have an online shop. You can see everything that we sell. Uh, of course, you can always call us, Instagram, email, all that stuff, if you want to get in contact. 
Um, we do have a calendar on our website that has events that are coming up. Of course, if you look at it right now, you're going to see that we actually don't have any events coming up. Um, and so we kind of are going to taper it off a little bit through the summer season with in-store classes uh, as people are out on vacation and everything. Um, but we are going to have some on-the-water classes that are coming up here soon. Uh, and as well, we're going to have uh, Fly Fishing 101 coming up here soon as well. So uh, keep your eye on the calendar that's on our website, and that will tell you exactly when that's going to be. Well, there you go. And, you know, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines. <laughs>